Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is sort of a lost episode. I dug for treasure and I came up with our talk about Uncharted, the live action uh, attempt at creating a movie based on the classic video game series for PlayStation this time starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. Very strange choice. But uh, the movie was a hit, and supposedly we're going to be getting sequels, and it just hit Netflix, and so that's why we're finally getting around to releasing this thing. It's been sitting on the Patreon for a while, which, by the way, if you really like piecing it together and you want to support what we're doing, check out the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. Lots of bonus content, advanced content from both piecing it together and awesome movie year, as well as my music career. So uh, patreon.com slash Rosen maybe subscribe. But uh, yeah, this episode, I I didn't have like a spot to release it when it was still in theaters. And then when it came out on like the 1999 rental thing, uh, I was going to release it then. And I had like three or four back-to-back episodes, didn't have a spot for it then. It came out on regular rental, didn't have a spot for it then. It's on Netflix this week. Boom. I finally have a moment to release it. Plus, I'm getting over COVID, so I haven't really gotten a chance to record any new episodes this past week. So, it, uh, the stars aligned, and you're going to get to hear my talk about Uncharted with returning guest TJ Cross, one of my oldest friends. Uh, he's been on the show a few times in the past, and I'm happy to have him back with me talking about this movie that we both looked forward to for many years, even though as big fans of the game, we were quite worried that it wouldn't turn out too well, and... Uh, Moving on. Uh, if you like what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review us. We really appreciate that. And follow us on social media at PiecingPod. So let's talk about Uncharted. All right. Well, my buddy TJ Cross, he promised that he would be here to talk Uncharted with me when the movie finally came out. And here he is. TJ, how's it going? It's going really well. How about yourself? I'm all yeah. right. I'm, right? I'm, you know, podcasting. You know, I'm recording. Uh, I mimicked you because I've been seeing a lot of films in the theater lately. Mm. Like, I finally have been like, okay, I need to go back to the like the theater. And like, for this, Uncharted, it was like literally the first film I've gone to a theater in a bit. Yeah. And, oh man, it was so good. 
like I was so happy to be in the theater. Not so much about the movie, but I was just so happy to be in the sure. theater. I had my like like my uh, my go to is the cookie dough, you know, mm. and some popcorn, and I got an icy, and like I was just like sitting there, and I was like, this wow, I've missed this so much, and it was packed at like a four p.m. on a Thursday, which blew my mind. Yeah, our screening was pretty packed too, and uh, I'm very excited about that. As you know, going into this, and we'll talk about this plenty uh, throughout the conversation, but uh, you know, big fan of Uncharted, of course. Not a big fan of Tom Holland. Also, I'm also not a big fan of Ruben Fleischer, the director. I'm also not really a big fan of Mark Wahlberg. So, like, there's a lot of things like going against this movie where I just did not think it was going to be successful, but. Opening weekend was huge. The theater was packed and uh, everybody was having a great time. So, you know, I'm happy when movies are doing good. So am I. And it's also, it was one of those movies that I don't know if it happened with your audience, but people were like hooting and hollering a bit, which was kind of cool to like, you know, a couple laughs here and there, a couple like claps. It was kind of cool to experience that again because it's been a while. Yeah, there there was a couple of good moments like that. And uh, you should have gone back for Jackass if you wanted people hooting and hollering because that is was the most fun experience i've had in a theater in so long but uh this was a good one too though let's start off really quick before we start getting into puzzle pieces back in the first like month i think or first couple of months of piecing it together you and i discussed the uncharted fan film with nathan fillion that's right that was i i barely even remember it that so long ago that's like ancient history at this point but we, we discussed how much we love this series of games and how excited we were for that film and how excited we were for the prospect of there eventually being an Uncharted film. I, I guess I might as well just ask you, like, have you played the games recently? Have you gone back, like, with this movie coming out? Did you, like, kind of, like, get in the spirit? Did you go back and play them or anything? That's really interesting you asked that. Yes and no. So I have the, uh, what is it, the Uncharted Collection or whatever, like, the 1 mm-hmm. through 3, the remasters or whatever they did a few years ago on the PlayStation. And I did pop around 1, 2, and 3, just, like, a little bit. I didn't really play the full games, but I just wanted to get in the feel of it and... Mm. If I wasn't a dad and an adult and didn't <laughs> had right. more time, I would have played them again. Like I, they're just so good. And so, well, I don't want to get too far into it, but I think that actually playing those games before seeing the movie affected my view of the movie mm. more strongly than like maybe like a, a nostalgic view would have. You know, like I just, but I don't want to get too far into it right now. But I will say that the games, I, I, I don't even, I, I love those are my favorite games of all time. So yeah, um, yeah, I just, I, I love them. I remember you have a friend. Um, I don't know if he's ever been on here, but Will, right? Mm-hmm. Your friend Will used to. I remember him making fun of us because we loved those games so much back in early like two thousands, and he'd be like, "But those games are just movies." I remember him saying <laughs> that to me, and it's just, it's so interesting because in a quick summation of this whole thing. I felt like the games were better movies in the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and I, I think that's absolutely fair. And and I agree. Like, I would probably put, you know, the Marios and the Zeldas, like, above above this. But number three would be Uncharted. It's yeah. the best non-Nintendo franchise, as far as I'm concerned, of all gaming. And I did not go back and replay them. Although, when I eventually... I actually do have a PlayStation 5. It's still sitting in the shipping box because I do not have time to play video it, games. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But when I hook it up one day, the first thing I'm going to play is not going to be a uh, PlayStation 5 game. It will be that remastered collection of yeah. the Uncharted games because I have been wanting to go back and replay them. They're just, they're so good. They are so good. They're fantastic. So this movie, uh, 
a mixed bag, we should say. Um, we, <laughs> we'll get into what we thought of it. I know you, you seem to think that you're going to uh, surprise me with some of your thoughts. So I'm very <laughs> yes. interested to get to some of that uh, yeah. along the way. But I, I've got some puzzle pieces here. I'm sure you got some there. We'll get into all of the other things we think about the movie and about how successful it was mm-hmm. at adapting the games along the way. But mm-hmm. what do you have for your first piece? <laughs> so my, my first puzzle piece will be Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. Okay. Um, that is the sequel, Tomb Raider. Oh, um, and the reason for that is Tomb Raider and Uncharted obviously are inspired by Indiana Jones. I mean, that's just, you know, the games sure. were, you know, they're very much inspired by Indiana Jones. And it is a series of movies that were put together by action pieces, not story. Mm. So that's the relation for me between Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life, and Uncharted. Is there, they were built around action pieces, not so much the story that goes into the action pieces. The action piece then will provide the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, with that being said, how do you feel about these action pieces? Because a lot of them are taken like directly from the game, yeah. it seems yeah. like. I mean, outside of some... I don't want to say cheap CGI, but CGI that just didn't ring true to me. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. some of the things are just so over the top that obviously your mind is like, no, that's fake. You know, yeah. like the, 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 the one that's not like a spoiler, but you know, that's been in all the trailers is the cargo, the, the plane with all the cargo flying out in the sure, car coming yeah. out and stuff like that. It just didn't, how do I say it? Like look right. You know, it just didn't, right. it wasn't like so cheap. It just didn't look right. It just didn't, mm. it looked, and I don't know if the intention there was to be gamey looking because that also happened in Cradle of Life. Now, Cradle of Life is an older movie with less technology, and it was just sort of in the beginnings of CGI. But that's the vibe I got. I got this like cheapy action CGI kind of vibe. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what I felt when I saw Uncharted in the action okay. scenes. But they are great action sequences. It's just I thought they looked a little cheapy. Yeah, I think that's fair enough for sure. Um, I, I'll go with my first piece, which uh, it's interesting you brought up Tomb Raider Cradle of Life because... I specifically was thinking of the more recent uh, Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider adaptation. So I, I'm going with another Tomb Raider here. I, I agree with you. Like This does seem to be built a lot around those action sequences. But the one story element that they really kind of uh, take from the games and drive home is the, uh, the kind of flashbacks to a family member. Uh, in, in this Good case, one. Nathan's brother, um, which which is a a big part of what what kind of drives the story here, aside from those action set pieces and uh, all the memories of the brother and the postcards from the brother that kind of like set him on his That's way good. through yeah. going through this big adventure. And in that recent Tomb Raider, it was the father, and but it was all set up in a very similar way. It was the, this uh, family member who I haven't seen in. Uh, years either abandoned or he might have died or I just don't know. Um, but he his his presence is still there and is helping me through the journey. So, not to stand this too long, but I am curious because I did think about this. Obviously, it was one that just kind of popped out to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the issue I had there was I felt like that. And you played the newer Tomb Raider games, right? Or at least one of them. I think you played the initial one. I think. Yeah, I played the bit. first of like the reboots, and yes. I did. I play the second one. I might have played the second because there's been three, I believe. I, well, my point is, I feel like it was more true to the story of that game, that movie, right? Versus this, right? right. So I think that's what got in my way. But you bring up great points because that is a really good connection with the postcards and the father in the in the past. That is very mm. true. So I think that's a really good one, Dave. Yeah, 
And yeah, absolutely starting this thing off with Tomb Raider. I, I thought, you know, maybe there was a chance, you know, before seeing the movie that we'd just be talking about Indiana Jones the whole time. And while Indiana Jones will, you know, run through a lot of, you know, various aspects of this conversation, I do think Tomb Raider is the one to kick it off with. I agree. So uh, what do you got next? So, and I know we're going to probably like, like do a summary of like the movie at the end here, but National Treasure Book of Secrets. Nice. Um, another National Treasure sequel. Um, yeah, you're going National with sequels. Well, well, okay. So <laughs> my trend here is that I think National Treasure, the first one, is actually a very good movie. Mm. Like I actually think for what it is, an action adventure, you know, more Da Vinci Code-esque, more look than, than Indiana Jones. But sure. I think National Treasure is a fantastic movie. Book of Secrets, I always felt like fell off a little bit, but mm. I think the characterization of the leads were similar. And this is what I meant about summarizing the movie later, but I felt like... Tom uh, Holland's uh, uh, interpretation of Drake mm. isn't Drake from the video game at all. And all I got right. a much similar vibe and tonality to actually, why is it slipping my mind? The lead, uh, Cage's character, I forget the name. Yeah, um, I can't remember what Cage's I can't remember his name. name. I should have probably written yeah. that down. But, but, but Cage's character, lead, they got, I got the same vibe. It was like literally popped in my head while I was watching Uncharted. I was like, wow, yes, he's younger. Yes, he's smaller. Yes, we all think Nick Cage is the god actor versus Holland. But um, I thought the characterization was somewhat similar in, in the way um, he went about finding the clues and the treasure. I thought that was very similar to National Treasure Book of Secrets. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that makes total sense. By the way, Benjamin Franklin Gates. That's right, because he's related. That's right. Name. That's right. What it's a fantastic. great name. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I got to rewatch those movies sometime, especially the first one, like you said, is, is so definitely good. the better of them. But mm -hmm. yeah, the fantastic. And I don't really remember the sequel, but um, I, I, I could totally see any of those movies really like being a part of what inspired this. For I sure. feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How about you? I, I'll go to, I was going to do this one a little later, but since you were just talking about what to me is the biggest problem with this movie, and look, I, I get it, Tom Holland is a huge box office draw. He is what the kids, quote unquote, what they love, I guess, and what he does makes money, and so I understand why they, they cast him, and he does have a certain kind of appeal for sure, but... For my next piece, um, I'm going with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> because he's literally just Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker, and oh, um, yep, yep. It, it it's it's really a problem. I, I I made a joke in my letterbox review. I I said that he's Peter Parkour. Um, because he's just Peter, <laughs> Peter Parker, just running and jumping off of things. He's got like a little bit of a stiff upper lip and that's how he tries to make himself seem like he's not 14 years old. Um, but yeah. that's, that's basically it. And I, you know, I, I get it. The Spider-Man movies are hugely successful. He is great at playing Spider-Man. No question. I, I would not take that away from him at all. He's one of, if not the best Spider-Man portrayals, but He's not Nathan Drake, and that is, I would say, the biggest problem with this movie. A lot of the other stuff that happens, and it works really well. That is fantastic, and it's a good lead into my next puzzle piece, actually, because it kind of All relates right. to what you're saying. Now, it's not Spider-Man, um, yeah. but that's, that's a great one. It's actually the 2002 Guy Pierce work, The Time Machine. Oh, okay. Um, a Jules Verne Time Machine, right? And here's why. This one's a little bit of a play outside the box of your usual puzzle piece, but it, it's exactly to what you spoke of. My biggest issue with the film was like, if this was called Random Action Movie 127, this would be like a solid C plus to me. Right. However, it's called Uncharted. And if you're a fan, 
you come in with a certain expectation of what all the characters are like and not a single character in my opinion outside of maybe chloe 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 yeah chloe yeah chloe was at all relatable to the characters in those games that was like, you know, I, I, not to get off a tangent, but like video games get harped for like, you know, video game stories, right? And they're really hard to translate to film. Uncharted, yeah, the, the story is kind of like whatever, but the characters in that game are actually quite good. And the interactions between them are actually really lovely. Yeah. And so the reason I'm saying Guy Pierce's Time Machine is if you know anything about the works, I'm getting a little nerdy here. <laughs> it is so not the characterization of the books at sure. all. <laughs> It is yeah. so far Hollywoodized, you know, out there where it's just like, they, for whatever reason, they made that character paper thin, even though in the books it's really deep. And that's kind of how I felt what happened with Uncharted. So for me, that's for another reason, I don't know why, but it just popped in my head. I was like, Time Machine, I was watching a movie and I was like, there's just, it's not the same character as the book. And Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are not playing Sully and Drake from the games at all. The most right. Drake thing in that whole movie was Nolan North's little cameo on the beach. Yeah. That was yeah. the most Drake <laughs> thing in that movie. <laughs> That was awesome. That was a great that, line, by the way. You picked up on that when he was like, right? He's like, yeah, happy yeah. to me too. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Re really great little Easter egg. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fun piece. I, I like that. And uh, by the way, The Time Machine, one of the few books I have read just because, you know, I'm not a big reader. Uh, nice, dude. But, yeah. but well, not to get off, but why? How did that happen? Was it a school I, I thing or you just remember. did it? Yeah, I don't remember. Like 20 years ago, I was like, I'm going to read The Time Machine. And Do you remember liking it or not? <laughs> read The Time Machine. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was freaking bizarre and awesome. And nice. yeah, the, the movie was okay, I guess. Obviously, the but... story doesn't match anything that Uncharted. It's more about like the decharacterization for me. Right, exactly. Yeah, just taking the basic the basic premise and just kind of just doing whatever you want with it because yep. they're not really trying to, uh, trying to connect it perfectly. Uh, so my next piece will continue that a little bit, I think, because I am going to go kind of in a, a genre more so than any one particular movie, although you could definitely speak to specific movies within this, uh, but it's Jackie Chan films. I, I guess you could specifically maybe bring up Police Story as an example of uh, a really good one that connects here, but a lot of the action involves tom holland basically like falling from things grabbing things at the oh, last yeah. second swinging around like mm. just in the nick of time landing and grabbing another thing that falls and mm. all these like kind of rube goldberg style stunts and very jackie chan action comedy-esque and very fun but as we're talking about here not exactly nathan drake that's a really good one man wow yeah, yeah that's that's very true that's exactly how he, he yeah yeah i love that and it, it's it's a lot of fun to watch too like it is. the whole sequence in the auction house and the 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 whole sequence on the uh the the floating pirate ships all that is is fun it's very very fun it's just like that's not exactly like there was one scene towards uh the end when you first find the pirate ships where he he gets ready to climb the pirate ship and he gets ready and he jumps up and finds a foothold and he's like you know climbing and you're like now that is what Nathan Drake does in the video game. You spend a lot of time climbing things. One that's hand falling Nathan off, Drake. push the button, hang on. Yeah, then you yep, yeah. yep. That yeah, that's is a good Nathan one. Drake. Yeah. Where yeah, they yeah. came up with the idea that the idea of Nathan Drake is that he's constantly falling off of stuff. I, I'm not quite sure, but uh Jackie Chan always did it really awesomely. And I would say Tom Holland does it well. It's just not the right thing necessarily. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Right on. What do you got next? So uh, the next one, it's funny. I, we're all leading into each other really well here because you're talking about pirate ships. It's yeah, the Goonies. Yeah. 
Nice. So nice. the Goonies stuck out to me, and not just because of the pirate ship, but that did that pirate ship did remind me of the pirate ship in the Goonies. Sure. Um, it was because of the I guess we would <laughs> no pun intended, but puzzle pieces. The puzzles mm. literally in the film that he had to solve reminded mm. me very much of the Goonies journey. Um, from like the the skull thing to like fitting stuff inside of things and turning it to like you know sure. underwater to like that you know the whole drowning thing and the, and the sewer system and all that kind of stuff that very much reminded me of the Goonies and the ridiculousness of sort of the plot line and the treasure on the ship. It mm -hmm. just all like it just screamed Goonies to me. Now Goonies is an amazing movie, by the way. I just saw it a few months ago and was like, wow, I I love that movie. But um, yeah, Goonies really just the, the way the puzzles are and the way the, the adventure unfolds was very similar to me. I like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's a fun one. Um, and it, it is, you know, it's a very uh, kind of like kid-friendly adventure. Um, yeah. I, I noticed one thing that actually made me laugh out loud when, uh, and of course, everybody coming to this podcast knows we do get into spoilers here, so spoil away. But uh, when Antonio Banderas gets his throat slit, I got and so it's, mad. Lit it's literally a line of blood and no <laughs> leaking blood whatsoever. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is the most PG movie like ever. By the way, he's the man, by the way. He's great. Like, he is great. And I was so mad that he died, actually, because I was like, I would have used, I could have used more Antonio Banderas in this movie. I thought he's no. just, he can do everything with nothing. Like, he's just, he's great. You know, he didn't have a lot to work with, frankly. And he, yeah. like, still made him, his character interesting and fun. And actually, th that actually ties into the Goonies just really quick. Um, mm -hmm. So I know in the Goonies, there's a more defined villain, right? It's the, the, the woman and her kids. Like, those are kind of the defined villains. Mm -hmm. um, but... You know, the, the antagonist of that whole thing is really getting through to the end and finding the treasure in the Goonies. And one sure. thing I thought was kind of wish-washy with this movie was like, and also like, I know that she's kind of the, the main villain and Tony Banderas was for a minute, but it also, the, the antagonist didn't really work in this film for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I felt like there was like a kind of an undefined villain. Like I know she's on camera. I know she's the one chasing him. I know she's killing people. I know it's the revenge plot. You killed my brother, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. To me, it never felt like there was a, a, a defined solid villainous presence, I guess. Right. Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing in, in the Goonies. It really wasn't about, I guess it's what I'm saying is it really wasn't about the villains. It was more about getting to the treasure, right? That was all it was all about. Yeah. Know? The villains are more of just like a pain in the ass on a like roadblock. on their way to get to the treasure, but yeah. it's, it's never really about them. And you, you kind of wonder they took so much like from the games or at least tried to be true to the games. Like why not take villains from the games as well? Like, yeah. Well, to your point, they took action pieces from every game and they just sort right, of smushed it together, right? It's little bits and pieces. Right? Yeah. 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 So my next one, and real quick, actually, before we get to my next piece, uh, remember the Goonies 2 video game on Nintendo? Best video game ever made. <laughs> that game was incredible. That I, game was amazing. I actually remember playing that with you when, when we were in PA. Oh, that game was so like, funny. I always loved the, 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 the theme. What is it? Uh, Girls I don't just want to have fun. Uh, no, that's what it played in the little, in the little 8-bit sound. Oh, I got I to go on YouTube and watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except nothing will <laughs> that ever be. rocks. That game Amazing. does rock, but nothing will ever be Balloon Fight, Dave. Oh, yeah, of course. You know the, I'm obsessed best, with that game. Best game yeah, ever. Best game ever. But anyway. So my, my next piece, and again, I didn't even realize this as I was making my, my list here, but how many of these things speak to what we've been talking about, about it not really capturing the proper characterization of, of uh, Sully and, and Drake. Um, but my next one, again, it's not a one particular movie, but I was thinking about the writing of Shane Black 
Oh, th- things like Lethal Weapon, um, The Nice Guys, uh, these kind of buddy cop movies where it's a great movie by the way, Nice e- Guys. Oh, so good, so good. Uh, but these buddy cop movies where there's you know a solid script with some real good kind of lived in jokes and witty banter, and like I think the worst thing this movie could have been. Uh, I did, I did talk about, you know, Spider-Man, but still the worst thing this could have been is like the quippy Marvel kind of thing, which don't get me wrong. I I love Marvel movies are great and all. Um, but like that whole, like the Joss Whedon kind of thing of just like, everybody's just so clever and all that, that would have been the bad way of doing this. This feels more like real characters, like a Shane Black kind of thing, which is also quippy and everybody has their, you know, little, little jokes and everything, but it worked a little better. And I guess... Again, even though they're not the right characters from the game, they do have chemistry together with each other. So that's I'm amazed good. you feel that way because I was just going to say I felt like there was zero chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. That's really okay. interesting. Did you All stay right. for the uh, the second after credit scene? Did I stay for the second one? I know I stayed. So for... he's in the prison. The brothers in the prison, right? And then there's a second yeah. scene with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I don't think I, I, stayed I, I didn't stay. Out, I didn't. I didn't stay either. Just FYI, but I read about it online. Uh huh. And apparently, like the consensus between all the fans was like that was like the most chemistry they had on in the film. Oh, when he shows up with the mustache, I did see that. And yeah, Uh, that maybe I'm just remembering the last scene. I'm like, yeah, they had good chemistry. I didn't see it, but I've read that like it was actually (laughs) a really great scene. Apparently, yeah. And then people were like, kind of wishing that they had more of that in the movie. That's interesting you bring that up because I, I do have a completely different view. I actually thought they didn't have any chemistry, and Mark Wahlberg looked like I don't know. He wasn't trying. He didn't. I don't. I don't know. But it's interesting. Yeah, they did have chemistry. I, I did feel like when they had some good uh, some good like joking okay. back and forth between the two of them at times, but certainly that that after credit scene is part of that. And um, Mark Wahlberg not uh, not on a roll lately. He he had a moment in the two thousands where he was he really making did. some really great stuff, and lately and doing good job. Yeah, he was actually doing a good job. But not did they lately. show did they show that trailer for is it called Uncle Stu Uncle or something Stewart, like that? Yeah, whatever it oh was. Uncle God. Stuart, Uncle Stu, Uncle whatever. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what is that movie with Mel Gibson? Oh, are we on our last one? I think we are, aren't we? Uh, I yeah, I, I've got uh, I've got one more. Okay. Oh. I have I have my last one here. Okay. And so you know, I'm not gonna say what everyone I think expects any of us to say, which is Indiana Jones. Um sure. I am going to say Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. And nice. the reason is because of what I'm about to say about Indiana Jones. As I opened this up, I said, obviously, these movies, Tomb Raider, Uncharted, Sahara, National Treasure, are all informed by Indiana Jones and inspired by Indiana Jones. But Sahara is a film that's inspired by Indiana Jones that didn't feel like anything like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And so Uncharted is a film that's inspired by Indiana Jones that doesn't feel anything like Indiana Jones. Sure. And so that's a weak, thin line connection, but that is the connection that popped up because as I was in the middle of the movie, I was like, Sahara. I was like, that's, that, I'm watching Sahara all over again. I think universally people didn't like Sahara. I liked mm-hmm. it. thought it was fine. I thought Matthew McConaughey was actually pretty good in that movie for what it was. But I also am a big Matthew McConaughey fan. Um, yeah. But it's something inspired by source material that doesn't get the source material. Right. Sahara just, it, it says, oh, let's put him in, let's make him a, 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 an adventurer, an archaeologist, whatever you want to call it, and put him in, the, in, in a desert like Indiana Jones has been in a million movies, and let's have him find clues and find treasure and swing around things, but doesn't get the core value of Indiana Jones, similar to how Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull doesn't get the core value of Indiana Jones. Right, um, right. So it has a very similar vibe to me, and that's the same thing that Uncharted in the movie form sort of missed for me. It didn't have whatever that, that charisma of Indiana Jones in those films has, and which I, right. by the way, felt in the video games. 
which I didn't feel in the film. But before I go on to my last piece, do you think a sequel to this? Because I mean, it, it was it did very good numbers this weekend, and I, I think there's a pretty good chance we'll get a sequel. Do you think ninety million or something like that? Yeah. Do you do you think it could? Um, do a better job of capturing? Like, do you think this cast, because we've we've basically been complaining about the cast the whole time, do you, do you think this cast could capture what, what makes uh, Nathan and Sully great? So not to get blacklisted in Hollywood, but <laughs> I will say this. Um, I think they can do a better story, for mm. sure. I think you need a different director, but I don't think that's going to happen based on what I've read. Like, you're going to have yeah. the same director, okay? Um, but I think you need a different director. I think you can at least do a better story, but you, for me, you, like, chemistry, I... I I'll tell you this. I think Mark Wahlberg's the problem, in my opinion, in the whole thing. And part yeah. of it, listen, I'm not a Mark Wahlberg fan, but part of it also is that's a complete miscast. You're not solely. Oh, totally. Gonna... So, so I don't know, but after all this complaining about the film, I kind of want to see a sequel. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really yeah. do. I would go and I'd be kind of excited and be like, yeah, this would be fun again. Like, at the end of the day, I, I'm glad I went. And so, could it be better? Yeah, but to your point, I don't know because of the the cast mainly would yeah. make it you know do always have that kind of issue you know what's so crazy about mark Wahlberg being in this movie is uh this this movie went through a lot of development hell a lot of switches mm -hmm. and directors and writers and stars and at one point david o russell of all people was supposed to direct it and at that point Which would have been great i think maybe because oh really, really an action director like he's great i love david o russell but i don't know it's such a weird choice but the chemistry would have been better he probably would have been. I don't really like Ruben like Fleischer, but, director, but um, <laughs> at, at that point, though, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to play Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake, yeah. It, how he didn't age that much in the time to now be playing Sully. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, so before you get to your final puzzle piece, just out of curiosity, because this is going to mm -hmm. be asked anyway, who would you have? Who would, who do you think would have been a great Nathan Drake? God, I'm trying to think. How about you do your puzzle piece and come back to it? Would that make it better? Yeah, you know what? Okay. I'm going to go with one more piece and then uh, we'll close it up and get into some closing thoughts and uh, talk about our our potential casting for what could have maybe worked a little bit better. But uh, last piece, kind of a, a jokey piece, not really like something that I think <laughs> truly inspired this movie, but I just thought it needed to be said because Tom Holland keeps talking about how much work he did uh, <laughs> learning to bartend for this movie, learning to flare yeah. bartend. So cocktail uh, with Tom oh, Cruise. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's my last piece here. Even though it only applies to like four minutes of the entire movie, um, he's making it out to be like it was like this big, big deal and a big part of like learning about his character and, and developing the character. So uh, it's got to be on the list, I guess. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to say to that except yes, I agree. I 100% agree. Awesome. So our finished puzzle here uh, includes Tomb Raider Cradle of Life, Tomb Raider the Reboot, uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets. Of course, we could get the whole National Treasure series yeah, in there as well. That, yeah. Tom Holland's Spider-Man, The Time Machine, Jackie Chan movies. Specifically, we could include Police Story, but plenty of the other ones as well. The Goonies, Shane Black films. We could specifically point to Lethal Weapon or The Nice Guys. Uh, Sahara and Cocktail. Uh, of course, Indiana Jones is on the overall list as well. Yep. You can't not yeah, have Indiana yeah. Jones on the list. Yep. I also thought of Mission Impossible, but I didn't think we needed to like go too far down that rabbit hole. But there, there's, I think, some Mission Impossible influence here as well. Great series. Yep. But uh, TJ, are there any other things about the movie itself before we get to some fan casting uh, that, that you think uh, you want to kind of mention before we close it up? Um. I think I already mentioned it I, I, for me and it, it's, it's really sticks out to like 
really good actors. And again, I'm not saying that Wahlberg or Holland are bad actors in any sense of the word, because I mean, I think we take for granted as fans of film how difficult it actually is to be a good actor on film or like to get sure. something, you know, you're doing things in reverse order, you're doing things daily, you got an hour, you're sitting for six hours, like you're, that's a really difficult thing. That's what makes great actors great actors. But Antonio Banderas, again, it wasn't like some Oscar-worthy role by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. the charisma that man leaks, okay? And just taking like, he probably had like 40 lines, Dave, maybe not even, 30 lines mm -hmm. in the whole film. And I felt like he was the most interesting part of the entire film speaks to just, and it's not Holland or Wahlberg's fault. The overall theme here is just the miscast of the film in general. Yeah. That's what sticks yeah. out to me the most, the miscast of the film and how a great actor, and I will say great, like Antonio Banderas just stood out to me in such a small role. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Antonio Banderas is great in this. I think you're, you're right. Mark Wahlberg is not right for this role um, no. and is one of the biggest problems with the movie. But with that said, uh, let's talk a little bit about who Fantastic. maybe could have played these characters. And you know what's funny? Um, before we get to our picks, I think on the episode on the uh, Uncharted fan film, we actually did this exercise as well. And I don't remember who we said at the time. I'm sure mine has changed. So Yeah, it's got to. I mean, so much has happened in the last five years of, of movies. Yeah. Do you have anybody, though, in mind? Like right 100%. I have like a dead to rights guy that I think would have been perfect. Okay. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I'll give you two, but this is my number one. Um, Ryan Reynolds would have been, in my opinion, perfect for Nathan oh, Drake boy. in film. Yeah, you're going to hate that. I knew it. But <laughs> Ryan Reynolds to me um, has never been given the right source material. And I think mm -hmm. he would have been great in this role. You know, I think I'm sure you and I said like Pratt and stuff like that, but he's aged out at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say my number two would be Pine, Chris Pine. Okay. Um, I think uh, I really uh, lean heavily into Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds would have been amazing. Now, I'm now the people can't see this, but I can see your facial reactions when I said that. So clearly, yeah. you disagree. <laughs> um, and I would love to hear why. Um, in general. Uh, but yeah, those would be for for Drake. Let's just stick with Drake. Those would be my my two. Here's here's the thing for both of those picks. Uh, I especially love Chris Pine. I think he's great. Um, Ryan Reynolds is is really fun in the right role. I mean, who doesn't love Deadpool, you know? Um, I, I don't think he's always successful. No. But when he's great, he's great. But I feel like both of these actors would be better off in, like, an original adventurer character. And I, I feel you like... Don't, so you just too, don't feel like they're Drake. You just don't think they, they fit the Drake I, I don't think they fit, and I think they're too big, and I think that's part of the problem with Mark Wahlberg as Sully is that he's just he's Mark Wahlberg and you just can't really separate it from from the character so who would you who would you pick for for uh Nathan Drake I'm trying to think of somebody good I'm I'm, I'm honestly having trouble I'll tell you the first name that came to mind and I mm -hmm. actually haven't seen him in too many things I, I'm looking it up right now to see have you heard of Dylan O'Brien he was in Love and Monsters Oh, I know Love and Monsters. Yes. He was, uh, he was the main Oh my God, he's guy. a lead? He's a lead? I, first of all, I love that movie. I think we've mentioned that in the past. Um, yeah, I think so I, too. I, I love that movie and I love him and that is actually a great cast. That That's actually really good. I feel like physically he's a little bit on the smaller side but I mean, Tom Holland. So. Um, uh, that's a great one. Actually, yeah, that's fantastic. Love him. Yeah, yeah I, I could see, I could definitely see that. Um, what about Sully though? Um, do you have anybody for Sully? So, you know, I'm going to say two people here. One is going to maybe be like, I don't know if I'm being like a fair weathered current big star, but Pedro Pascal. 
um, I think would be an interesting Sully. He could definitely uh, be good. I could I definitely think he see would be, that. Yeah, I, I'm a really big fan of his before Mandalorian and all that stuff. I just, I really love him and I'm glad he's kind of blowing up right now and having his moment because I just think he's a really wonderful actor. And so I think he would have done a good job with that. The other Sully, so hard, Dave. I, I, old school, old school Pierce Brosnan. I think could have played. He's oh, done some. Well, if, yeah. if we're gonna, he, yeah, he's, he's done some interesting stuff. If, if we're gonna like totally fan it up, yeah. I like, mean, he's done some interesting stuff lately, so I don't know, so maybe he would do it uncharted. But um, I think he would be. I think he'd be a good Sully at his age now, particularly. I think he'd be a good. Wasn't Sully. De Niro supposed to do it at one point? Are you serious? I, I'm serious. I think that it was like a rumored thing when um, when David O. Russell was on board that he was talking to De Niro because you know they worked together a bunch yeah. and. That's so crazy movie. to think of that. Like that would have been such a. I mean, it would have to have been a really solid script. Obviously, they'd have to make it le- less uh, physical the role, but you know. But I yeah, I know. think Pascal and I think Brosnan. It's completely different types of casting, by the way. Obviously, but I think yeah. those two would have been an interesting Sully. I think in this version of Sully, Pascal would Pascal would have been like really good. Pascal's a great choice, actually. I'm I'm not even like. I don't think I even need to go any further than that. I think I think he's a really great choice for that. I, I think nice. you're onto something with that one. Nice. We should we should make Uncharted three. Let's do it. All I, right. I'm, I'm so you can down. score it. So I think that does it for Uncharted. Uh, TJ, uh, it's been a while since the last time you were on for a regular episode, but uh, lately I asked my guests for a recommendation of another movie they watched recently. You got one uh, that you could recommend? Oh, why are you doing that to me, man? Why are you doing that to me? <laughs> um, I'm sure you can find something. Uh. A recommendation of a movie I've seen recently. It's not to be. It doesn't have to be like a recent release, right? No, just something you watch recently. You want to recommend that maybe people haven't seen. Love is blind. Netflix. <laughs> Love is blind. Netflix. It's a dating show. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! That's getting now. I do probably. hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one on top of my head. That's what I've been watching with my wife. All right. All right Fair guys. enough. Maybe maybe well, maybe go seek out that uncharted fan film that we talked about all those years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody watch that. Awesome. Well, TJ, thank you so much for uh coming back on the show. This was fun. I, I'm glad this movie finally exists. We've talked about it for yeah. so many years uh that eventually there would be an uncharted movie. Uh hopefully we'll get you back for another thing at some point. Maybe mm-hmm. that new Indiana Jones, maybe something before then. That's twenty twenty three now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. next I better year. not die before then. Oh, that's the only Allegedly. Thing yeah, I want to see it. Can't wait. I Antonio Banderas wait. is in it. Is he? Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that's the whole that's... reason I see, see him. I'm on the new Antonio Banderas bandwagon. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm excited. Can't wait. Sorry, Harrison Ford, but Indiana Jones in, in a wheelchair is just not. <laughs> not <laughs> <my thing>. Anyway. <laughs> that's Serena over there, and that's Naomi, and we are the hosts of Weird Mythic Podcast. Yes, we are. Our show, Weird Mythic, covers stories about cryptids, which is what brought us together to create the show. But we also like to talk about anything paranormal and strange that happens in the world. We post episodes every Sunday on different topics, and we would love to have more listeners. We're on all podcast platforms, and you can find us on all social media sites as well. Give us a listen, send us some personal stories to share on the show, and we will love you forever. Yes, we will. We would love some personal stories, some cryptid encounters, and we hope that you listen and tune into the show. You can listen to Weird Mythic Podcasts wherever you get your podcast fix.
All right. So I hope you enjoy that conversation about Uncharted with TJ Cross. Thanks to TJ for joining me. And uh, yeah, I don't even remember what we said on this episode. We recorded it back in February. And uh, it's just been sitting here waiting for me to record an intro and outro. And uh, I'm going to have to listen to it. Uh, it'll be an interesting one. Uh, yeah. So that does it for today's episode. If you like what we do here on Piecing It Together, I told you about the Patreon at the top of the show. You can check that out. Produced by David Rosen. We'd really appreciate it if you, uh, you know, maybe consider subscribing over there. But most of all, just make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. And you could also rate and review us. We'd appreciate five stars, whether that's on Good Pods or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podchaser. Um, drop that five-star rating. We really appreciate that. And follow us on social media at PiecingPod on Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So let's close this thing out with a piece of music. And uh, by the way, I'll be recording new episodes. I'm, I'm better now, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing some new movies and recording some new episodes. But we do have a few more in the can. They're on the Patreon right now. Episode on Men, on Jurassic World, uh, Dominion. Uh, we got one on Bob's Burgers movie. Um, I think a couple other things, too. So those will be trickling out over the next month or so uh, to the main feed. But you can find them on the Patreon and, you know, we always do that. We record episodes. Sometimes they fit in the schedule right away. Sometimes we hold on to them for a little while. So lots of piecing it together coming your way. Let's close this out with a piece of music. And I've played this one on other adventure-type movies before, uh, but it's a good fit for that kind of thing. So I'm going to play a track called Journey, which was on a free album I released called Like Ashes. It's exclusively available on my Bandcamp, uh, davidrosen.bandcamp.com. Completely free album. This song is on it. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.